Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Mercy and peace be yours in abundance. As you rejoice in the eternal truth, because he lives, you can live without fear. So as I mentioned before the service, we have several world missionaries in our midst today, which is such a privilege and honor. And I haven't interviewed them all, but I'm pretty sure all of them have traveled to several different countries in their life. It'd be kind of fun to take a poll to see how many. I also know that we have several well-traveled members in our midst who have traveled to several different countries as well during their life, and it'd probably be fun to take a poll of our members to see how many countries they've been to in addition to the missionaries. But there's one place on earth I'm pretty confident none of you or I will ever be going to, even though it's sort of accessible. This place you'll never go to, not because of the weather, it's a tropical climate with warm weather that's not too uncomfortable. You're not going to go there, and it's not because of the inaccessibility. This island is only 40 miles or so off of the coast of Brazil. And you're not going to go there because it's not because it's, it's a bad place to see. Turquoise blue beaches, white sand, gorgeous rocky mountain cliffs just waiting to be climbed. You're not going to go there, though, because the Brazilian government has declared it illegal to go there. No one has lived there since the 1920s. And the reason is because it's called Snake Island home of 3,000 to 4,000 golden lancehead vipers, which is one of the most venomous snakes in all the world. It could kill an adult in one hour, not that it always does by any means, but it could if one of those vipers bites you. Snake Island obviously got its name for all the snakes that live there, and if you wanted to get a license, special permission from the government of Brazil. I'm sure it costs a lot of money. And you also need to find a doctor who is brave enough and willing to go with you to the island. So you're probably not going there, not even with Academia Cristo Internet outreach possibilities. It'd be too dangerous. But I want you to think about this if you use the metaphor of snakes all over the place every step you take, having one to five of them within striking distance. Isn't that what we're dealing with on planet Earth all the time? If you think of a venomous serpent as being a temptation. Every step you take, there are not just one or two, but multiple temptations slithering your way. And worse than that, some of them even slither out of your heart to grab you and bite you, strike you. The danger 
is so great, it isn't just that your skin would melt or you might die within an hour, it's that your soul would melt and you would die for all eternity. Just think about what that is like to live as a sinner on a sinful planet with other sinners and the devil nipping at our heels with his temptations, always close. Slithers near. Did God really say the Bible is God's truth? Did God really say Easter makes a difference at all? And then if you told someone about it, it would even matter? Lies slither over. Lies like, you can have it all! So you better spend all of your waking moments and energy trying to get it all. Pride slithers over. You live for you. Trample anyone who disagrees and spend your time doing that because that is the secret to being happy. There's so many more. We don't have time to list them all. But I think you get the picture, don't you? Temptation slithers towards us, strikes at us, and maybe the worst and most dangerous one would be this. The temptation to think that living in a place like Snake Island, metaphorically with temptation all around, is normal, harmless, even helpful. That it's a good thing if you believe these lies or dive into this doubt, be full of this pride. Hmm. If you believe that and live that way, that's like going to Snake Island and petting the snakes when they come by. Isn't he cute? Here, give me a kiss. And nobody would ever do that. Yet what is it when we welcome the devil into our lives, when we embrace his temptations as fun, and so on and so forth? God looked down, saw there was no one to help these sinful people on Snake Island, planet Earth. No one! So his own arm worked salvation for him. He did it all by himself. Jesus lived a perfect life without being struck by the venom of temptation. Not even once did he doubt God's, tr God's will and, and fall into mistrust. Not even once did Jesus believe a lie, even though Satan tried. Not even once was he full of me first, you last. If you don't like it, you're getting trampled. Not even once did Jesus sin. And yet, after he had died on the cross in our place to pay the price we should have paid, he rose from the dead in victory. He did what no one else could do. He did it not so he could brag and boast, but so that he could welcome us into eternal heaven. He did all of that for us. You see, instead of running away from planet Earth, which is so sinful and scary, Jesus ran towards us. And he finished the job. He accomplished his mission. 
And that's why the King of Kings today, living as the King of Kings forever, that means we can live today and forever without fear. Even though we live in this scary place with temptation all around. That's what the Bible teaches. It's the main point also of the book of Revelation, which our sermon verses come from today. So let's dive into this a little more and explore how Revelation chapter 1 describes this confidence builder. Because the king lives, we live without fear. Revelation 1 verse 4, we start there. John, he's the one who wrote this book, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you. God's grace is yours. He didn't have to be our Savior, but he wanted to with all his heart. God's peace from his grace is yours. How else are we going to make it with all these temptations slithering our way? We can't, and yet we can, because of God's grace, which provides peace. We can be all settled down right now because of who Jesus is and what he has done. He is the one who is, who was, and who is to come. A reference also to God the Father there. Then the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits before his throne. That's a, a symbol describing the Holy Spirit. And from Jesus Christ, the Trinity mentioned there in the phrases I just described. Who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. You've maybe heard the phrase des describing Jesus' work, prophet, priest, and king. There we have it, right there. He's the faithful witness. He's never going to lie to you. He's never going to lead you astray. If you're diving into temptation and petting those sn snakes and the, the slithering lies of the devil, Jesus isn't going to tell you, you're fine, it's okay, keep doing that. And if you're repentant and trusting in Him as the Savior, He's never going to say, well, I don't know, you probably got to still do something else. He's the faithful witness. He always brings you his truth. The one who needs to be afflicted, he will never comfort until they repent. The one who needs to be comforted because they're afflicted, he will never afflict further. He's the faithful witness and the firstborn from the dead. He died and rose first. The down payment of you and me being sure one day we, after we die, will also rise to live with him in glory. He's the ruler of the kings of the earth. What he says goes. Simple as that. Satan is not on the throne. The temptations coming from the outside as well as from within your heart, they're not on the throne. A president of a country is not on the throne. You yourself, are not on the throne. The ruler of the kings of the earth, Jesus Christ, who lives forever, is. And the next phrase is so heartening. To him who loves us. Jesus loves you. Don't let it grow old. Even if you know that song, Jesus loves me forever, don't let that grow old. 
He's so powerful. He's the king of the universe. He rules the kings of the earth. He's always going to be on his golden throne in heaven. He doesn't have to suffer for sin even one more second. And yet, someone so powerful loves you. He's on your side. He's looking out for you. He wants so badly to be close to you and enjoys being close to you when you listen to his word. He loves you. He has freed us from our sins by his blood. Every time you have fallen for the strike of temptation, every time that venom has been injected into your soul and you move forward for a while, in that yuckiness, Jesus has freed you from that forever. All of the lies, all of the doubt, all of the pride, all of the thinking it was harmless and no big deal because everyone else is. Jesus has freed you from that. God will not punish you because of your temptation that you have fallen into. What's more, He's not made us having been freed by our sins, by His blood. He hasn't made us to go sit on the couch all day. He's made us to do work for Him. To be a kingdom and priests for Him and His glory. Feel free to dream about what this king looks like as we think about the next verses describing Him and coming back on Judgment Day. To Him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, He is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see Him. Even those who pierced Him. All peoples will mourn because of Him. So shall it be. Amen. This will not be overturned, will it? I am the Alpha and the Omega, Jesus announces. The first and the last. The one who is this second. The one who was way back when in eternity. And the one who is to come always will be our powerful, loving Savior. How do we respond? How would we respond if we were there in front of Jesus and his brilliance? I think we get a little hint as we find out in the next two verses here how John responded in this scripture. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. John reacted to Jesus' glory as though he had just been bitten by ten golden lancehead vipers at once. Wham! Hit the ground! So scary! And yet, look how Jesus responded to John. He didn't trample him. He, he didn't hold it over his head for one single second that he could trample him into the dust. Instead, this is what he did. Jesus placed his right hand on John and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look. I'm alive forever and ever. I hold the keys of death and 
Hades. Jesus the King lives. Jesus the King always will live. There is no century coming up in which he will not be living. There is no country you could go to where he is not living and ruling. Even Snake Island where the vast majority of the time no one's there except snakes and birds. Jesus is living and ruling there. He holds the keys to death. Death doesn't hold the keys to death. Jesus does. He holds the keys to hell. Satan doesn't hold the keys to hell. Jesus does. And he uses his power to free you from any of those fears. That means that when Jesus says you're going to live even though you die, you're going to live even though you die. This means that when Jesus says you will never know what hell looks like or sounds like, you will never know what hell looks like or sounds like. It means that when Jesus says, I am with you as you go to try and help others who today are very dangerous territory because there's temptations all around, even ones coming out of their heart, and they think it's harmless. It means Jesus is with us as we go to share his gospel with the world to people in such desperate need of what he can provide. What an honor we have to be his ambassadors. What a unique opportunity we have to help people where no one else can help them. To give them the gospel of, of Christ when nothing else will help or work. To help them to be in reality so that they stop doubting and believe the truth. And who could be filled with me first pride when you think about how powerful Jesus is and yet how far he has lowered himself to save us. You see, as we go out and do the Lord's work, the kingdom of God doesn't just survive. The kingdom of God advances with Christ the risen Savior leading the way. Because the king lives, we live without fear. And because the king lives, we also help others live without fear. God bless you as you do that with all your heart. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.